It was a cloudy afternoon. The sky swollen with dark clouds threatened to burst open with rain at any moment, and a misty fog swam around the bustling Boston streets. I walked at a quick pace, hoping to beat the rain, as I neared my destination, dodging other pedestrians too fixated on the rolling clouds above. The Charlestown State Prison was a large looming building that, from the outside, didn't immediately scream penitentiary, but as I followed the path of the visitor's entrance, its true nature became more and more apparent. I wasn't the only one trying to squeeze my way into the building, but the crowds were much smaller than usual. I was only waiting a little while before I was finally led to a chair facing a window pane, a familiar face sitting just on the other side. Nice hat. Uncle Morgan chimed as I peered before him. I tipped his fedora that I had taken to wear and since he was locked up, before taking my seat, resting the hat on the ledge between us. Nice stripes, I retorted, causing a smile to cross my uncle's face. He looked more sullen and gaunt just from the few months he had been behind bars. His once full red beard was gone, his chin and cheeks visible for the first time in my life, and the hair atop his head shaved short and clean. You know I don't like you coming here, kiddo, he responded gruffly, but I could see it in his eyes that he was happy to see me. I'm not a kid, I responded. Yeah, well, he replied, lounging so far back against his chair that the legs lifted from the ground. This ain't no place for a lady. There are at least six other women here right now. We set each other down, Uncle Morgan's tongue wheeling against his cheek in annoyance. Why you come here, Casey? Pops wants to know why you were at the docks. He shot forward, the chair leg slamming against the floor from the weight adjustment, his face too close to the window pane between us. I told you I wasn't there. And Pops has already figured out that that's a lie, I fired back, unperturbed by his actions. He fought back against the chair defeated. What is in you? Because he liked me more. A small smile tugged at his lips once more, but he quickly sheltered it away. It's nothing you need to be getting your head in. I rolled my eyes, sighing with a huff. You told us you were innocent, and we believe you, I began. But we can't help you if you're not going to tell us what you were doing there. You can tell your pops that he can help me by figuring out who actually killed that kid. He said forcefully, as he once again shot forward toward the window between us, his finger jabbing against the ledge in frustration. You were the last one who saw him alive. You are the only lead, I retorted back. Either you tell us what you were doing at the docks, or you rot here. Uncle Morgan stared me down, tongue wiggling against the inside of his cheek once again. He was mad. At me or Pops or the situation he was in, I, was, I couldn't tell. But he was mad. After a moment, he finally leaned forward, gesturing me to come closer to the window. I went there to see Cecil O'Neill. A dark shadow passed over my shoulders as my chest sunk. Uncle Morgan, I whispered softly, accusatory. I told you, you didn't need to begin your head in this. He remarked as he straightened his frame. I shook my head disappointed, but was relieved to have more information, even if it was just a name. I'll let Pops know. You listen to me, Casey. You stay away from this and that man, Uncle Morgan warned. You leave your Pops to handle this. A guard standing nearby called the end of visitation, and I rose diligently from my chair. I don't know what you're talking about, I said softly. I'm just a receptionist. With the tip of his hat, 
I turned from my uncle and followed a line out of the visitor center and back out into the streets of Boston. It was only a few blocks walk and a single trolley ride into the office, but by the time I had arrived, the skies had erupted into a downpour. I hustled the final lake, my coat drenched with water as I stepped into the office, finally safe from the onslaught. Pops was standing by my desk, speaking on the phone, as the door fell shut behind me. He glanced back over his shoulder, holding a finger up to signal to remain quiet when he realized it was just me. I shrugged off my soaking wet coat and Uncle Morgan's hat before venturing inside, stepping around Pops to take my spot behind the desk. He was writing something down, whatever was being said to him on the line, scribbling in his barely legible script. I craned my neck to inspect it, making out an address of some kind. He snapped his fingers in my face, directing my attention away from his writing and up to him. Did you get it? He mouthed to me, pressing his hand over the phone so the person on the line wouldn't hear anything. I pulled the pen from his hand, adding the name Cecil O'Neill just above the address he had just written. Pop stared at the paper for a while, the person on the other line still talking excessively, but it didn't look like Pops took any of it in. Hey, Abe, I gotta go. Thanks for the address, Pops finally said as he finished up his call and put the phone back on the receiver. Are you serious? He asked me, holding the paper up so the name faced me. I nodded. Said he was meeting him for something. What was the meeting about? Didn't say. I said, finally settling into my wooden chair, sliding up to the desk, resting my elbows on the surface. All right. I have a few people I can talk to. Pops said, quickly retreating to his office to the side, before re-emerging with his coat and hat on. I'll be back later. Close up shop if I'm not back by six. He pecked a kiss on the top of my head before finally speeding out the door and down the road. I sighed, tapping my fingers against the desk, feeling stuck and unable to do anything to help either Pops or Uncle Morgan. The latter's office sat opposite Pops, the door still open from when we had raked through everything several months ago when Uncle Morgan was first taken into custody. It still looked ransacked, even after I tried to put everything back together. I clicked my tongue, picking up the phone and dialing a number that I had at this point committed to memory. I listened to the line ring over and over, like it always did every time. But it never connected. The ringing flatlined, the signal tone filling my brain with unwavering sadness. Hey, Sid, I said to no one, as if my voice could transcend the deadline and find its way to my cousin's ears. He wasn't related to Uncle Morgan, not by blood at least. He was my uncle, not his. But we had both worked here as kids. Pops and Uncle Morgan take and sit under their wing. When I went off to college, Sid went off to the war. I hadn't seen him since. Maybe a mention in a phone call or a letter from Aunt Elsie, but nothing from him. They had largely grown distant over the years, and I wasn't even sure if he knew Uncle Morgan was locked up. I had been trying to call him at home or his office ever since the arrest, but to no avail. A line dying every time. Uncle Morgan got into something shady, I know it. And Pops is doing all the legwork on his own, I said to the unwavering dead tone. I tapped my finger on my desk slowly. We could really use your help on this. I chewed on my bottom lip, sighing. We really need you.